Okay, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome once again to the Wardroom Ship Life. And today we are going to be continuing our departmental interviews and I'm very, very fortunate to welcome Daniel with me for the medics team. How are you Yay. doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very good, well. Good. This is a this is a trademark moment for me because this is the first one of these that I've actually done face to face um, as opposed to doing it via a telephone Zoom call or anything else. So this is... Big, big things for the Wardroom Ship Life podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Big things. <laughs> I'm glad to take the mantle. Like, you are indeed. <laughs> Where's the trophy? <laughs> I'm, I'm completely out of those. I, don't, I really don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, so um, this podcast, just for those of you that haven't listened to before, um, a lot of these podcasts, they're basically um, just a friendly, uh, friendly informal chat. And we're also going to be going through just a lot of things about what it's like to be a nurse at sea. So if you are an aspiring um, nurse or doctor and you want to come and work at sea, then hopefully this podcast will provide a little bit of insight. So let's start off then. So Daniel, um, where, let's start right at the beginning. I think it's always Ooh. the best to do so. So when did you decide that a career in medicine was for you? Um, I decided that I wanted to get into medicine actually because uh, unfortunately my sister got injured, uh, bless her. And I remember um, there was my mum and my dad and we had to take her to hospital and I was just um, in amazement. These people were just so calm just through this whole thing. And I think that's where it kind of like started. And I remember thinking, I, I, want, to, I want to work in this field. So yeah, that's where it all started. <laughs> so how did you go about um, achieving that? So did you think, um, I mean, how old were you then? Um, at the time, I think I was probably about 12 or 11. And I always, um, I was always like that weird academic kid at school, like a little bit nerdy, love science. So I thought, you know, just carry on. And um, I was quite fortunate, I went to like a really good school. So I remember going in and saying, I want to study medicine. And they went, okay, well that's quite hard. Um, <laughs> so you want to like put in it now, like, okay. And then um, became a teenager and yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things just slid off. Yeah. Um, but I still wanted to do it a lot. And I remember when I got to school and I was just like, do you know, I don't think you're gonna make the grade for, for medicine. So do you want to like, do another year and we can just you know like see if we can bump up your grades um because i've got five a levels yeah um a b c d e still yeah. remember my uh scores that's um, <laughs> from <mine> gcse <laughs> brilliant yeah. do you remember i don't remember i do yeah, um and yeah. i was like do you know what no um and i looked at other options and i thought do you know what maybe i should just go and study nursing get my foot in the door and then yeah just fell in love yeah just really Love so, my job. How sad is that? That's all right. It's good to be doing something you enjoy. So where did you where did you start then on land? So um, which hospital is it? Is it down by home or no? So I went to the University of Surrey. Shout out to oh. my Surrey alumni. <laughs> um, University of Surrey. Um, my training hospital was the Royal Surrey, just outside of Guildford. So started back in two thousand and seven. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> worked there for well, did my three years as a student, got my job there, and I worked in a respiratory ward. And then I decided that I wanted a complete change and I wanted to focus my career on something. Um, I wanted to become what was known as an outreach nurse, which are these amazing nurses that roam the halls and the wards and like give out all this fantastic advice. And they said, oh, if you want to do that, you have to like go to A&E or ITU. And ITU had finished and uh, wouldn't take anyone else. So I was like, oh, I'll go to A&E over at Frimley. And then nine years later, I decided to come to see <laughs> nine years in A and E. Yeah, nine. Well, it's coming up to nine years working in A and E. That's Crazy. a long time in A and E, isn't it? I mean, it I don't is. know much about the medical profession, but I do know that normally A and E is like normally a rite of passage. Like you do it to say you've done it, but you don't necessarily yeah. stay in it for nine years. Some people do. Not? You can't really? go there to just like kind of get the experience of working in in A. &E. Well, it was A and E when I first started. E D now. Um, is it? Yeah, it's called ED, the emergency oh. department. You can't call it a &E anymore. It's like the old name, but because um, oh. I'm of the I old school. Did not know school. that at all. Yeah. <laughs> did not know that. I didn't realize yeah. it all changed. Um, it's not called a &E. Everyone is called an emergency department because um, I don't know why. Someone very high up probably got paid a lot of money to I like, this out. I like the accident in there. Yeah. Like, it gives you a get out of jail. Like, why are you here? Brilliant. It's an accident. I promise. It's exactly. an accident. It used to be one of my great triage tools. <laughs> like, accident and emergency doesn't stand for everything and everything. So, yeah, exactly. get out. Um, ruined it for you. Completely I ruined it. <laughs> was brought you to the emergency department because that stubbing your toe is not an emergency. No, it's not. <laughs> so, 
when was it then that, so after nine years is that when you thought mm. right it's time for a shake up or have you heard of like um, nurses and doctors that had been at sea before so or? yeah there was um, when I joined I worked with um, a nurse um, who still works Shoreside now mm-hmm. and she still works for the company and, and she had gone and done it and another nurse had gone and done it and come back and um, kind of grumbled about it <laughs> And I was like, oh, and I kind of, it just kind of fell into my lap. Um, most of us, um, like, subscribe to these kind of, uh, sort of, like, being part of um, the Royal College of Nursing. You always flick to the back where it's got all the job advertisements. And there's always one that comes up about cruise ship nursing. I actually applied to um, the rival company. Um, <laughs> That's all right. No, yeah, it's not, it's... I applied. And then I, someone was like, oh, why don't you just try the one that's, like, in Southampton? I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We might as well. It's not quite as exotic, is it? You no. Know I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like you could be going to, like, Florida or Southampton. Yeah. You so, will get to Florida and stuff eventually. It's just the will. fact that you have to start in Southampton yeah. doesn't always bring like <laughs> excitement to your new go, venture. <laughs> oh wow, there's so many homeless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't say that. That's but, okay. You know, <laughs> caring profession. Yeah. Um, but yes, then um, I got asked to come for an interview and um, well, actually I got this phone call and I was being very secretive at the time. I was actually working in recess and I was like, so sorry, sorry, I just got to take this phone call. They were like, we'd love you to come down for an interview. Brilliant. Um, so I thought, yeah, just, you know, give it a go. Mm. Um, so kind of rocked up and they kind of said, so um, you need at least four years experience as a nurse and three being in like your speciality area so yeah so surely you're overqualified for that part at that point yeah Yeah. they kind of looked at me I was like yeah I spent like eight years in ED they were like oh okay Um, (laughs) so yeah I made it up quite far got promoted quite they were like oh okay because you will take quite a bit of a cut Um, you know and I think that's fine because it's the lifestyle really yeah Um, you do make it back don't be worried yeah Um, Yeah. but you do kind of like Especially like if you're more senior, you kind of obviously you work your way up the pay scale. So, um, but yeah, I got invited. They they said to me, oh, you need um, ALS, advanced life support, and you need to do ATLS and um, a couple of other courses. And if you pass those courses, then you can um, then you can essentially join. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, I've already got ALS and I've already got ATLS and I've done AT and C. And they were like, oh, cool. Um, Ventura is short. Do you want to join? Like, I was like, oh no, no, I need to hand in my notice. But yeah, it was. Um, was oh, cool. So, and then it I was being in A and E. You have because again, for those of you that don't know, um, I'm now talking to the audience. Um, for those of you that don't know, obviously, when we set sail, this is the medical team that we have on board. There is nobody else to bring mm. on board. We're in the middle of the ocean, so advanced life support and things like that. That sort of stuff is incredibly important yeah. part of the job. So, an actual the. The variety of knowledge that a nurse and doctor have to have whilst on board these ships is actually mind-blowing. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's quite good, like, for most of us. So I'd say that the majority of us are split into, like, um, into, like, two groups. You've got us that, um, the emergency medicine kind of focus. And then you've got the others that are um, ITU, so intensive care, um, critical care background. So, you know, still very knowledge, but kind of different ways of working. So you get those two kind of two schools of nursing. You've also got like other people like, I know nurses that come from, you know, CCU, so cardiology background, um, medical assessment units. So all that kind of, so yeah, the knowledge you do need to come to see, I would say you do need to be very confident in you know what you know and you know it's um it's well, a weird mixture i can't but there's no it. there's no real warm-up period for yourselves when you come away to see like um no i mean for a lot of us you know like, if you go into the food and beverage department which is where i started obviously you you get a little bit of a warm-up so you get to tell like, this is what you do when you're dealing with the guests this is how these are the yeah. abbreviations for when you're taking your order checks and things like this whereas for yourselves like you like from the minute you step set like there can be an emergency from the second after you've signed on yeah and you have to be ready to go like like obviously finding out where things are you rely on other there are other people there that obviously know yeah. where things are but you've got to be ready to step in and work with that team from the very minute you sign on which can be quite a lot of pressure i'd imagine yeah it is and especially um because they always say um like running up to it you have to do this kind of uh, a pre-joining course um a cicc course and to this day i still don't know what that stands for 
um but basically you um you go down to um you go down to carnival house and it was run by these like two old school doctors and <laughs> they're like have you ever been on a ship no <laughs> you ever worked at a ship no it's like so basically we're just going to teach you like some things that you should already know uh, but it, it was good in that respect because you got you got to meet a few people um i'm still in contact with all the people i went to cicc with oh really yeah fran uh lee becky still talk to them uh you know it was a good little group and it was it's great because we set up like a little social like we were really supportive becky was the first one going so when she went on we were like how is it what's it like oh my god you must be so nervous i had the same thing with my guys in my interview like, yeah. I, went, I had my interview down on i think it was um oceana i think it was i can't remember um but and it was for pno and for cunard brent staff oh. for the second time i came back and we all started up this facebook group of everyone and they're just finding out how everyone's got it's yeah. really quite it's amazing how the people you meet for an hour and a half or yeah. for you and for a day or whatever it was. Yeah, it was, it was like this week, with you. day and a half of this, this instructor who was like, I'll take you out for dinner afterwards. And all of us were like, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it's a very weird. I think they kind of revamped the course now. I think one of the senior doctors has kind of got hold of it and like shook it up. Yeah. Which is brilliant now because, you know, like some of us were like, I have no idea. I've never set foot on a cruise ship before in my life. I think it was like my first question I got asked, like, have you ever cruised before? No. No. <laughs> Why do you want to work at one. sea? some different in yeah it. someone said it was really good once um yeah. <laughs> so and it looked really good in the other there was like a nurse on a beach and i thought yeah i have some of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like that fair. seems like some... so um when it comes to so after you've got on and things and you sort of settled in um how was your first day oh my god so how was how was your first day tell us a little bit about that oh god i still remember it like still so vivid i remember um, it was my joining ship. I was told I was going to be joining in America. And then I got like a phone call from the office. And they were like, look, they're very, very strict. They will probably interrogate you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. Um, and then it got changed because then they had to go into dry dock in Germany. And then it ended up, they were like, oh, we'll probably just get you to join in Southampton. And then they were like, last minute change, you're joining in Lanzarote. Yeah. Okay. So stood in Lanzarote. God, it was just an absolute like nightmare trying to get to this ship. And then finally got there, this poor taxi driver was trying to drop me off at the gate. You know, it's miles away in Lanzarote as well. And I was like, no, no, you just um, like, kind of Google translate on my phone. And I still remember like coming out the car and um, Oriana yeah. was literally just coming alongside at the time. So I just stood there with about five suitcases because no one knows what to bring. No, no, not like a About clue. six references books. I had six Oxford handbooks. Like anyone who's <laughs> medical will know what the lifesavers that are the Oxford handbooks. There are about five of them. Oh, really? Uh, so yeah. are these like... They're like little guidebooks. Like I've got the A&E Bible. Oh, okay. Just hold it like here and <laughs> just it. Now I've got it on my hard drive in a PDF form. Oh, so thank God for that. It's a lot I'm not like lugging around all these textbooks. Like, yeah. yeah, like came alongside and I was just like, I have no idea what the hell I've just got into. And the first person I met was Seiko John. Like kind of jumped off and was like, that's far too many suitcases. I was like, is it? Um, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> no. I've got like 30 pairs of scrubs and about three like stethoscopes. I'm like, I'm just genuinely. I don't know, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Tender and hammer, I'm sure they <laughs> put everything in. Yeah, just yeah. take everything. And um, yeah, I got on board. I'm, I think it's really good because the medical team always um, manage to come and greet you. And um, the other thing is that they get your email from the office and then they email you like a week before, like, looking forward to you joining. Oh, that's nice. and yeah, it's really, yeah. it's really great. And then they're like, these are the things that you actually need. You will need like a two terabyte hard drive. I'm like, why? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you get on board and you go, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, there's I'm, nothing on the telly. All right, exactly. Fine. I will have everything you have. Thank you. I've got this two terabyte. What do I do with it? They're like, oh, you basically, we'll show you later. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> And then they're like, white underwear. Okay. Why don't oh, I yeah, because you're wearing whites all the time. Whites. Yeah. Jesus Christ, wearing 
bright pink underwear in the middle of cocktails. Whilst the HDM is like, are you wearing pink underwear? Yeah. <laughs> Make your pardon. Excuse me. You pervert. Exactly. I didn't realise that the trousers were exactly so see-through as they, what yeah, they are. They really, yeah. yeah the whites they... are, and, and especially when you spend a lot of time in, in hotter climes, whites are yeah. literally all you wear. Exactly. Fortunately, uh, on the Queen Mary 2, we just do transatlantic, <laughs> so you have no reason to ever no. be in whites. Really. Exactly. It's great, isn't yeah, it? Like, exactly. Dust them off like once when we come down to the Caribbean. You're like, what are these? Exactly. Yeah. Must run into New York quickly. Yeah. To get some white underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst dashing to Mark's Pizza, but like beforehand. Love Mark's Pizza. The chicken Alex wings are the way is, forward. It's still good. Is it still good? Is it's he still gone? Has he gone out? What? How does he know? Well, Alex apparently messaged them and just. Oh, said, for goodness sake. <laughs> They're still good. I was like, oh, thank God. I can't believe you messaged them to see if they're still alive. That wasn't me. That was Alex. Alex was like, just to let you know that they're still running. I was like, (laughs) the worst could have happened. (laughs) Yeah, Mark's goes down like I don't know. Yeah, so anyone that has ever been to New York knows Mark's Pizza (laughs) is the way forward. Like, if you're on IPM and you just need it. Uh, literally, someone goes and collects your chicken wings and pizza. It's the way. Yeah. It's a great day. It is. And the blue cheese sauce is amazing. I get distracted. Anyway, sorry. I really want Mark's pizza now. So do but I. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, um, I, so I remember like coming on board. Nat greeted me, and I had all my stuff, my white underwear, my hard drive, <laughs> um, like dragging all these cases. And they took me down to the medical centre, and they were like, "You don't have to look so scared." I was literally like. <laughs> um, yes, I do actually. <laughs> I am petrified. I have no mm. no idea what's going to go on, um, but it was great. Um, so Nat was absolutely blessed. So we have like um, a week handover. So we have like the new to see, and then you take over verbally, and you go onto the on call roster, and um, you get to hold it during the day and. Oh, it's all so much fun. <laughs> I mean, it's so it's also so different. It's so nerve wracking. Um, like I got to the point I was, you know, I would answer, you know, crash calls or these trauma calls that you come in and you'd be like, eh, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, but then you realise it's just you on a ship. And also, like I started off on Oriana, I thought she was huge. Yeah. Turns out she's not. No. <laughs> no, no. She's really not. No. Um, basically one of our lifeboats (laughs) and now my pen and shit is qm2 and i'm like what's the small ship um (laughs) god that's so tiny um but yeah just i remember it being like so nerve-wracking like you know what to do but like yeah oh completely um so after your first day and after you settled in you mentioned about having the bleep and being on call as as is famous within the medical profession your hours are not always particularly uh Social. Sociable, should we say. <laughs> yeah. um, how, do, how do the hours compare on, on a cruise ship? Obviously, I know when you're on call, you're on call, but yeah. I mean, are your actual scheduled hours a bit more manageable than they are Yeah, around? like, I mean, four-hour lunch. Like, Christ. Like, I know. <laughs> Everyone goes, what? Um, I mean, compare that to the NHS, where yeah. you're coming down from, like, your half an hour, quickly shove my sandwich down to give me reflux yeah to go back out onto the shop floor to then yeah you get like a couple of hours most of us kick during the afternoon or yeah. if you're in port we get off and have lunch um to yeah so i mean so generally day to day there's always two clinics um which every single day you still have to turn up to mm. um obviously depending on the ship and the size of it and like generally how busy it is um we're quite fortunate on kilometer because we've got a uh, med tech shout out to all the med techs absolutely oh, yeah. love you <laughs> <laughs> who's Amazing. one at the moment the, the last uh, there was no and then no, there was oh, yeah. henry yeah, no, and... yeah, no, no, yeah they're awesome aren't they love no they fix everything like, they do like it's even just simple requests and things i have um, medication that I have to like it's, yeah. it's just naproxen it's just an anti-inflammatory but literally instead of having to take up one of the nurses or doctor's time by saying that I've got this you just go and see Noel he goes yeah sure you, it's, it's on my list <sighs> that's allowed that's fine not a problem on we go and he does it all and then just takes and care just, of a lot of the crew he, stuff he's yeah. amazing such a cool guy but like so on other ships we don't we don't have them sadly mm. um, but I mean so we've got a crew clinic and a passenger clinic or guest clinic, should I say? Um, so obviously, this is the other big thing that, like, you're not—it's not really explained to you—is that you will be seeing the crew. Um, so not only will you be socialising with these people, but these people are also your patients. <laughs> yeah, that's that's obviously difficult as well for certain things. Yes. I can imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, because these are 
with with a patient with a passenger, sorry, or with a guest, it's not that bad, you know, because there's always there's that divide, yeah. isn't there? There's that professional divide that is always there. But when you sort of socialise with the crew, obviously, yeah, that divide doesn't happen until they enter the uh, enter the office or enter the waiting room. Yeah, they come and see, and you. then they have to sort of go, ah, so oh, I'm taking advice from from you. Um, are yes. you sure? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just in the wardy last night. I don't show how much medical knowledge. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I think it was my still my favourite thing though. I think it was when um, sort of uh, uh, my girlfriend came to see you something and she said yeah. you're going to go and see Devet. Oh she... my god! <laughs> yes. <laughs> just just to be clear, this um, it really really nice guys that the doctor on board yeah he was doctor, the crew doctor. Devet, crew doctor on board um south african yeah, i believe brilliant um, man. his name's devet and basically my girlfriend didn't hadn't met him yet and then after after you mentioned that you're going to go and see devet she was really confused as to why she was going to go and see <laughs> the vet um <laughs> She didn't quite understand why she'd been downgraded to an animal doctor, uh, but it was still... <laughs> that became legendary. Afterwards, she was like, I thought you were sending me to the vet, and I was like, oh, I know I can be a bit of a bat. <laughs> oh, Emma. That <laughs> was very good, that one. The vet. Yeah. And that's how he got referred to. Therefore, after, by the send you to see the vet now um, <laughs> most of the crew probably don't listen to me they're like okay yeah exactly they're like, they're <laughs> go absolutely fine room. go sit in the kennels and wait yeah no problem um, so <laughs> being um, so being a nurse or a doctor at sea is is that actually a aside from the regular um, things that would stop you stop it from being a long term operation is it something you can do as a career or yeah. is it normally a or do a lot of nurses or doctors view it as a case of like this is an opportunity for me to travel doing what I love doing? Yeah. Or is it actual career for a lot of people? I mean, so for some people, I'm going to be that cliche person that kind yeah. of went, um, I was going to do it for a contract. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was that person. I was like, I'll do it for one mm. and see how I get on. And then um, three years later, here I am. Um, I mean, but some people do like um, the lovely Joe Breslin. Um, Bev, know so many nurses out there that mm. um, you know they have made cruise ship nursing um, their kind of career, and it's kind of funny because uh, no one takes it kind of seriously um, in the medical professional. Uh, like they just yeah. don't see it as like I had to recently um, reset my advanced life support, which um, it's kind of funny because um, coming from an A and E background, I was like. Pfft. But I always revise. Yeah. And I walked in and literally one of the instructors at the end who then put me forward as an instructor then just turned around to me and was like, we thought you were going to be really shit because <laughs> you work on cruise ships. And I was just like, you need a lot of knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not downgraded. Like, yeah. I'm not just putting plasters on, like, people falling over. Like, people do die on these yeah. things. And, like, people are, do get seriously injured. And um, It is. The pressure, even the, as... As we mentioned, though, obviously, it's nice that you've got better hours and things like that. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> but at the same time, when things go wrong... Oh, they go wrong. And they do go wrong. The pressure on the medical team to actually ensure that these things are resolved mm. as quickly as possible in the most professional way possible. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it is just as... The stakes are just as high as yeah. if you were working in um, an ED. Yeah. I don't like saying it that A&E, way. say A&E. it. A&E. A&E. An A&E department. Whoever Accident came up with that idea is a knob. I don't like it. <laughs> A and E. I mean, <laughs> but the um, beauty of working in A and E is that literally they're not your patient for that long. Like no. four hour, well, the twelve hour targets now from the four hour to the twelve hour target, but they're not your patient for that long. No. And if something goes wrong, you've got so many resources to pull from. Like if they're getting sicker, they can go to ITU. If they need to go to theatre, they can go to theatre. On a ship, especially like the Mary mm. on the one like where we're doing transatlantics, and you can't always get um, no. a helicopter. Much as Jerry, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I swear he had. I, th- I think he just liked seeing the helicopter yeah. land for one. I swear, over December last year, I think it was. I swear he just liked seeing the helicopter um, <laughs> because I've never seen so many helicopters over the ship in all my life. I mean, but I mean, yeah. Obviously, we we joke about it, but obviously it, it was ama- the amount of people that we actually sort of took care of. I say we, cause I have to look after the people that aren't being taken care of directly by the medical exactly. team. I look after Very the people important. that are somewhere else. Um, that are the family that are a part. So yeah, it's, 
it was it was a, it was a tough Christmas voyage. But I mean, yeah. at the same time, I mean, everyone was looked after incredibly well, incredibly professionally, and we managed to keep. I think most people actually survived. I mean, we had we yeah. had one. I think we had one or two pass away sort of thing, which yeah. the amount of things we had. So, um, I know a lot of people that haven't seen the what sort of facilities do we have on board to take care like let's yeah let's let's go through the facilities let's start off with the one most people are interested with let's talk about the morgue, morgue. yeah exactly <laughs> morgue. i knew this one was coming yeah, out I know. do you people, have a morgue on board they I? like to no. know we just push over the ice cream people, and just flood them in exa- which has happened but that's not as been on a ship um no we do have a morgue yep um it's perfectly functioning yep. um so yeah it's um what sort of capacity? Six. Oh, okay. Six on six on Mary. Yeah, that's that's actually Probably quite decent. a lot. Yeah, that's actually. Um, I must say, uh, on my um, on my last one and the one before, um, the I never had to put anyone into it. I did have to. Uh, there was a dog that had to go into it. Rest oh. in peace. But um, we are also vets on the Mary as well. Oh. <laughs> if they get sick, they yeah. come down to us. Yeah. Like I don't know what a Chihuahua's heartbeat should be. Oh, it's very fast. Didn't, didn't someone have to do stitches and one of my dog got bitten? Yes, um, that was not me, and I can't remember the doctor who did it, but it wasn't Jerry. It wasn't the vet. Uh, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't the vet. Um, yes. Um, I do remember that. I can't. I remember it happening, but I can't remember who did the stitches. But anyway, yeah. Yes, it's one of those. It's one of those things. that was like, oh yeah, if a dog gets sick, you might have to pop a cannula in. Like, oh. <laughs> Excellent. Great. No Maybe but, I should spend time with my vet. <laughs> <laughs> so, what other facilities do we have on board? I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, like A and E, you've got the whole a whole of the yeah. hospital, a whole professional setup, sort of thing. Not that the cruise ship is not professional. No. But I mean, how? What is it? How? What do you have so, available to you? We have a fully functioning and on Mary a great um, intensive care. Mm-hmm. So we've got um, you know we've got a ventilator, which is um, marvelous because. Um, some people do need to have their breathing taken over for them, obviously. So we've got things like defibrillators, so we and we've got cardiac monitoring. So it is like a normal kind of an intensive care unit that you would see on land. It's just obviously very condensed into a very small thing. Obviously, we've got our things like um, so we've got like our ambulance um, trolley, the striker. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously people um, don't always come down to us. We sometimes need to go to them. Yes, um, exactly, break yeah. down their door, <laughs> <laughs> rescue them. Um, so yeah, so we've got. So not only are we uh, a functioning hospital with all the normal equipment that you would see in a in a hospital monitored unit, we've also got like our kind of paramedic side to it, like mm. going to fetch people from the pool. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, that actually brings up another point is obviously how many people in the medical team again so on the mary we have got two doctors so we've got the senior doctor uh the crew doctor um and then you've got the senior nurse me yep. and then you'll have four other nurses right but that's the larger team but yeah that's but that's just also to um mention to everyone is that's not the only people that you have in the event of an emergency. If we mm. have to go to someone's stateroom sort of thing, um, depending on who's around, you'll have um, the chief person will go up oh normally. Oh, my God, yes. But also the wonderful guys as part of your stretcher party. Yes, stretcher party. Yeah. The unsung heroes of the laundry guys. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Those guys do everything in the laundry. They are yeah. awesome. I love the laundry guys. But the stretcher Fantastic. party, they are... Um, They'll go up with the with them. Well, I'll, I'll let you tell. Yeah, it's so, their role. Basically, so basically, like if we have to put out, um, I'm sure if anyone who has cruised or going to cruise, we have to put something um, called a mert out. Putting a mert out is always great fun, um, and quite often on the Mary. <laughs> um, so when you put a mert out, you do get this. Basically, you just get like this barrage of people, and it's like amazing as well. I mean, like this help that you can get. Like I always feel mm. like you're at Hogwarts, like. Help will always be given to those who ask for it. It's so true. Like, I mean, you put a mert out and you get the dog in their world and it's fantastic. And I mean, so you get all the medics come and you get laundry guys that come and basically their job is to kind of, they come into the medical center, they collect all our equipment, throw it onto a striker, throw themselves into a lift and then just get there. And there will generally be, I mean, a few seconds behind us. Yeah. And generally, even like if we get to a situation, depending on like, kind of what time it is you generally either have like the day manager or like the night manager turning up um we also um luckily we've got like you and tommy that will always come to help with the family i mean because 
not that it's a burden, but it kind of, it frees the medics up to kind of get on with the medicine. And not that we need to get on with it, mm. but, you know, we can yeah. focus on the patient 100%. Um, and then we can always come and talk to them. We know that they're being looked after. And I mean, and then we generally, they will help us lift so they can help us if the patient's on the floor, we can lift them up, get them onto the stretcher. Absolutely fantastic. They mm. come for training with us quite often. So every drills we do training with them and absolutely, I cannot praise them high enough. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's that sort of environment that everyone will help everyone wherever possible, yeah. which is which is always good to go. So um, another question I suppose is, we've talked about the extreme things obviously with the intensive care, but how, with it, when it comes to how far do your responsibilities go like in in the minor area of it obviously we talk about the oh. major area where you're obviously required yeah but i mean you you obviously get people that um i mean does it come down to like prescriptions as well or, yeah people can come um, down for all sorts i mean um so the thing to kind of um i always say to medics uh, when they're joining as well and the thing that I had to wrap around my head because obviously we come from a, an nhs point of view where you know it can get a bit like a processing kind of thing like you're just trying to pull people through a department uh, but obviously it's that customer kind of satisfaction and you kind of you know because they're paying for this this is the other thing of course yeah so you know if people want to come down we can we give like general medical advice um but if they want to see the doctor you know we can book them in to see the doctor and that can be like literally from anything i've i've booked someone in because they were slightly worried because they had a bit of a twitch mm. once like a trapped nerve or something literally just like a twitch in their eye once one time a couple of years ago and they thought mm. you know what now's the chance to come down yeah. and you know and they'll sit and they'll wait and but the old, older clientele i mean we do have an older clientele they are very we wary do. of anything that goes on with their body that could lead yeah. to because obviously when you get to that age you listen all these warnings and things that you see yeah. about sort of strokes and things like that when you're younger you go oh, okay yeah. I, I understand the signs but yeah I don't have to, but for anything like that, they just it creates a certain paranoia, and they do come down like a lot. Like the queue they do. on some days for a clinic can be absolutely they ridiculous. Do. I mean, I've like and um, like generally the setups when they come down into the medical centre, <laughs> like you just kind of pop your head out the officer's kind of mess, and you can see them all waiting there before you open the door. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, um, it is very much like working in, I, I kin it to like a GP practice, mm. um, you know, because when you come from such an acute area, you're like, you, especially like seeing the crew, you're like, why are you here? But yeah. you do forget that we are their dentist, their GP, their, their everything. But that's, I think, what people don't necessarily realise, especially, as you said, there's this stigma of if you are a doctor or a nurse on a cruise ship sort of thing that... You know, you, you're just there because you've failed in other areas. Yes. And I don't mean, if anyone, I'm not saying that's <laughs> put it, it is just a stigma that I got from Scrubs. Yes. Okay. It's even Scrubs take the mick out of it at one point. I know. <laughs> and you're like, no, it's really sick. Come but you, on, but guys. The ver but the ver variety that, of stuff that you have to know about is absolutely insane. Yeah. It is literally from, it is from everything. I mean, it's great. We have a really good, um, support network mm. uh sure side but obviously this is i think the whole appeal um i mean because like the advertisement is like there you are a nurse laying on a beach and sometimes you turn up to clinic pass me the pina colada <laughs> but it's actually more kind of very much um you know like uh, remote medicine yeah because essentially you could be with that person on a transatlantic and they are completely um they're ventilated you know intubated you are controlling their blood pressure with inotropes and you are in the middle of the ocean and there is <laughs> nothing you can do about it, but you've got that patient. And I mean, you you know, that's when you're like using your brain. And So we uh, we mentioned a little bit about the helivax and things and you sort of, oh, yeah. um, and, and we said about how far the care goes, goes with the guests. Mm. Um, when it comes to a helivac or an emergency operation, or if not helivac, then sometimes we'll go and dock somewhere yeah. if we possibly can do. Um, who has the final say in that? Is, is it the captain or is it the senior doctor? Or does how does that work? Is can the senior doctor override the captain at all, or how does that normally go? Um, so I generally I feel I don't think any cap. I think a captain can overrule the doctor. I mean, only if it's um, you know putting everyone else's safety at risk. Yeah. I think yeah. generally 
they will take into consideration. It's a, normally a, a very good discussion. Also, the other thing is Shoreside will be made aware and they'll obviously be planning and obviously they'll need yeah. to get like Hamburg deal with like all the kind of... Well, these days can, it's yeah. different, isn't it? I mean, like obviously in the past it used to be the captain is the captain is yeah. the captain is the captain. Whereas these days there are so many people yeah. that it has to go through before this final decision that makes so it's sure side. Would... Yeah, I mean, like some I've I've been like uh, with situations where they look the wind is just so bad we cannot get a helicopter. Oh. It's just going to be dangerous. And through with the boats as well. That's yeah, been awful. Sometimes. Oh my god, boat transfers yeah. are the thing of nightmares. I mean, yeah, and you know you've got these. Japanese paramedics throwing themselves onto the ship and you yeah. just stood there like there is no way I can get the guest off <laughs> I'm if gonna you get can't guest get off. on <laughs> it is amazing that like in yeah. the middle of in the middle of night you've got this rough seas and you, as, you, as you said you've got these you know, I think we have been in Japan with those as well. I don't where were we I forgot QE. yeah <laughs> oh, and literally just jumping onto the yeah. ship to try and get on board so you get them on board but there's no physical way you can get the guest from this big boat into this small no. it's just not not safe. I don't, know, I don't understand why we try sometimes. I yeah. really don't. I don't understand why. Generally, it's not. like land side. They're like, no, no, no we'll be fine. We we'll slide up. You're like, um, no. But yeah. like, on the other hand, like everyone, I think you all like pulled. Everyone just kind of pulls together. Yeah. And if it's safer for them to stay on board, then you know we'll keep them on board. I mean, generally, um, uh, on other cruise ships, you have quite a lot of ports, so you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, we are constantly we're away for seven days and when i say away we yes. are away yeah i mean there are, there in... is actually a period of around 24 hours where we cannot get a heli back 48 i think is it's like 48 three hours, off, like it? literally until the three days unless we have to like really yeah. speed up but i there mean is, there is yeah depend depending on if we're taking the sub, summer route or winter yeah. route, if we're northern 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 route or yeah. south route there is a time when we are in the middle and it doesn't matter how much we would like to have a helicopter sent out we physically yeah. can't be done it's not gonna yeah the the you know the fuel's not gonna last long enough and then they're not being gonna be able to get back so yeah yeah there you are with your patient exactly <laughs> um is there any uh, obviously when would a nurse go ashore with a guest this does happen by the way i'm not just guessing and um, this, this does happen that every now and again yeah a nurse will go with a guest ashore it depends when does that decision get made it's kind of it depends um you know on i'm guessing that kind of patient's need i mean i have um you will see some interesting sites of what some countries consider to be um a paramedic or kind of how to transfer a patient i think it was like one in croatia we turned up and it essentially it was a van with a mural of jesus on the side and i was like oh okay so um right we're going in <laughs> you know, oh so yeah. you make it you can make you make a call if you if i mean you get if there you, and you feel the that facilities you're... are inadequate yeah i mean me a and a doctor have gone like yeah no we can't can't leave them because they're like oh we'll oh, take right. your equipment and we'll drop it off and you're like okay no um so i have taken people into hospital and i am aware that they know i've never had to do it fortunately enough i mean there's always been someone who's uh, care trained uh to go in with kind of like next to kins uh but generally it's just it's kind of it's that kind of clinical decision of like there and then i think generally like most places like new york you know you're never gonna have to worry no of course not. and yeah, southampton, southampton fine yeah canada obviously always oh my god well. canada is amazing actually the canada is are... so much better than the states <laughs> <laughs> i'm so happy to say this like when their paramedics get on board they're not like i love some of them because they're obviously they're like firefighters in the states aren't they the emts and they're like yeah firefighters you're like yeah. oh, okay marvelous um yeah. in canada they're just like yeah okay cool thanks for the handover i'm like they're so polite yeah. <laughs> so lovely <laughs> so much better than going into new york um yes. or boston yeah um i mean but yeah um it, it's there's so many variables that there's no kind of one clear policy i mean and um, the other thing is that you know they say about intervening shoreside yeah um, you're supposed to stay on the ship i mean but i've had it where someone's literally fallen at the bottom of the gangway and they're saying you can't go down there like well, you have to yeah like, i mean as a nurse you can't just sit there like yeah, yeah. it's not in my little zone so no. i'm not going to go it's but... all in good consciousness you gotta yeah. like, i actually don't care i've got to go look at this person it's what i, I, I do been in southampton like many a southampton terminal yeah. Like looking after someone sick, yeah. waiting for the ambulance to come. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's due diligence as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean at that gosh. point, it's, it's got to be done. I mean, I couldn't sleep with myself. There was like, someone has arrested in, like, 
like five meters away. I can't be like, oh no, I can't see. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't think any medic would. No. Um, we mentioned uh, we have a crew doc as well. We so as we, we mentioned, we've got the senior doc as well, which we do take. Um, we obviously take very good care of both guests and crew. Um, but crew side of things, obviously, um, creating awareness for when we are in certain different parts of the yeah. world as well. I mean, that's is that again just something that you do off your own back or is that something that's, that's expected no um so we get like uh subjects sent through to us from shoreside um it seems to be whatever seems to be in vogue but like other things like obviously um when we go to the caribbean we do put up more awareness about wearing your suntan lotion yes. please yes um, there is actually a thing in contract in your contract if mm-hmm. you work at sea that if you miss a day of work from sunburn you can be fired for that because it is yeah. something that's completely avoidable. It is there are, when you work at sea. Obviously, if you have a day off, if you yeah. are signed off sick, somebody else has to cover your work, mm-hmm. and sunburn is seen as negligence. <laughs> it if is you, if you get so it's not. It might seem like a little bit of a joke to certainly, but if you work at sea, especially if you're a waiter, and the person that you work with is sunburned and they can't do their job, and you've now got to yeah. do twice the job. Then yeah, I mean get, you get disciplinary for it. Can't you? Yeah, I mean coming back a little bit red, we're not going to smack you with a no, disciplinary. No, of course not. No, like, you don't stand there on the gangway slapping people's backs as they come on board. Ah, <laughs> oh, you put up with that? Come on board. <laughs> you don't get a D one. You don't get a D one. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you, however, lobster boy. <laughs> you, the one who looks like a Belisha Beacon. Come. <laughs> yeah. um, like from someone who has fallen asleep on QE's crew deck yeah. and walked back in with a red face being like, oh dear, yeah. um, it's bad. I've uh, cut it close before, definitely. I I, mean, I'm, I'm a ginger carrier, you can tell by the beard, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a genuine concern. Uh, because, but you have to make sure you can do your job. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, there's all sorts of topics where you have to cover like... Um, so obviously people come on and they've got uh, pre-existing conditions. We do like crew wellness and we ask them to come along, staying like fit and healthy and, you know, all to like the, you know, the saucy ones, like the STI ones. Yeah. Everyone seems to love those ones. That, some of the pictures that get put up on that board are far too graphic <laughs> and do not need to be there. <laughs> Especially when you're on your way to lunch. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> that little corridor just Oh, wonderful. That's what gonorrhea looks like. Marvellous. <laughs> oh, I'll have the soup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Green pea soup. <laughs> well. <laughs> horrific plan. But no, obviously you have to make... But then you also have um, medical parties as well to try and... We like, do, Which yeah. is always good fun. We always Jerry's try and take there. it in departments to um, run... Fun parties and things, and the med party is normally always pretty good fun. Actually, the decorations for the med party is normally amazing. Disgusting. It's normally awesome. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> but no, it's normally Disgusting. awesome. It's a great. They're normally good parties. I mean, I I have yet to go to uh, one of Jerry's famous um, STI parties, and I'm waiting. Not that we give each other STIs. That sounds very no. Just realised that, that's no. That's not what the party is for. <laughs> but it's awareness, and yeah. I mean the amount of condoms that we give out. I throw them like confetti. I do yeah. feel like Oprah Winfrey then. Yeah. You get a condom, you get a condom. Just give them away in <laughs> but, no, but it's awesome though, normally. Like, it is, yeah. it's done in a fun way, but it's once every four to six months. Sort of, it's like twice a year yeah. sort of thing you normally get though. And it's not really a really parties. good, the medics parties, they're normally a lot of fun. Great. Um, it's a good social life on board though. Is, is that it partly is. of what appeals to for you carrying on doing it? Is yeah. it the social life as much as the medical side? I mean, it's great. Um, I love that kind of aspect. I think that's why I mainly chose to go on the Mary. I think when everyone was like, why do you want to be senior on the Mary? <laughs> like mm. it's very biz. Scary Mary is the nickname. That's I mean, been her nickname since the day she came out. I, I know. And yeah. do you know what? I, I love that shit. So um, I, I love I love it I really do like I mean I'm not loving it like three months into my contract and you know yeah. it's like hands to flying stations yeah no. um, I mean but the social is really the thing that kind of pulled me back I think as medics um, you know we kind of generally only socialise with medics you know you kind of got your friends that you work with in the hospital and you kind of stay in your little cliques and I think the amazing thing about working at C is that you just talk to so many different people from so many like various walks of life well it's because it's a small team as well when you do yeah. get a night off the chances are the rest of your team are working maybe yeah. one other person might be have a bit of time off but they might be on call so it's not like you can both go for a drink somewhere or exactly. stuff like that so it is very you don't get a chance to spend 
no. that sort of time. It does, it does happen, of course it does, but I mean, it's a lot harder. It is. Generally, I what I like is um, you do get these medical teams that will just be in their little bubble mm. and like one bit of like my biggest advice I give to people that come like new to see or when they come is uh, find friends outside the medical department yeah. because you can sit there and you can talk medicine all day long I mean but go and find someone from the ENDS team or loyalty or concessions tech deck because yeah. you know we'll all be in there and I think that's the great thing I loved about the Mary is that literally I would kick down the door to yeah. the wardy and just be like who's in here I'll talk to anyone <laughs> and I did but um, in the, that's that is the, the beauty of working on ships, sort of thing. You, it does bring a lot of people out of their shells, sort of thing. If you yeah. are, if you, if you, I've seen people go on board so shy and retiring, it like literally, they, and then all of a sudden, a month and a half into their contract, and they're the biggest animal on board the ship. Yeah, <laughs> literally talking to absolutely everyone. It's I've amazing. seen nurses like that. They come on like a mouse, and they're like leaving, like wow. <laughs> Did not see that one coming. But yeah, no, I. I love the social aspect of, I love it. It's, it's brilliant. Like, I mean, um, you know, I think the contract where we worked together was like, obviously, um, mm. Alex and I would often yeah. <laughs> be pontificating in the yeah. wardroom. Um, often. Yes. But I mean... <laughs> still, the, the, us, every thing is, uh, every time I think of, of you two, I just think of the T-Rex thing. Oh, the, the Jurassic Park Rachel thing. Rachel as well. Oh, is, well with Rachel, oh, Rachel is the... Oh my god! Sorry, we're getting into in jokes now, and I do apologise. But we're basically just very, very briefly. Um, a friend of ours, Rachel, she has a big <laughs> inflatable T Rex costume. Alex Brilliant. is obsessed with um, Jurassic Park, and we thought we'd just reenact it. And uh, your performance as, as the receptionist <laughs> oh. is just genius. But anyway, one um, of my yeah. favourite sounds apparently heard throughout the wardy of me going oh <laughs> constant. <laughs> Um, but yes, well, let's 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 get back on track. Anyway, yeah. yeah, but we've got a we've got a couple more minutes. So, um, what I normally do is obviously I ask the question of oh. what is your favourite place. Now, as I said, we're lucky enough to travel the world and things, mm. so where would you? So, favourite place. First of all, place that you'd move to, emigrate to, or live. Oh, and okay. The second one is your favourite place, just for a, for a day stop when you are on board. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say something really weird and wonderful where I would emigrate to, and that would be uh, Tokyo. I love Japan. Really? Yeah, I've been there so many times and got to go there with the ship and it was, yeah, any day of the week I would go. Language may be a little bit of a barrier. I can say good morning, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely I absolutely love it. Japan was a bit of a tough one for me. I mean, I I really enjoyed Japan. I, I do. I, yeah. I love everywhere I go. There's there's reasons for me to enjoy everywhere that I've been. But Tokyo, I really, really did enjoy it. Mm. But it's just the Such I couldn't ache. find anywhere. <laughs> I couldn't find anywhere to eat. I was feeling particularly unadventurous this one day. Yeah. So I was looking at all the plastic models of the food and everything that you have everywhere, and for some reason I don't know why I thought I'd have a lasagna. I don't know why it was. I don't know what was possessing me. I thought, in you know, middle of Tokyo. wonderful food that Japan has to offer, and I've gone Lasagna. for Italian food in Japan as an English person. There's so many things wrong with my decision. Um, but what made it even worse is that when I got to the bottom, there was a bed of rice underneath the bottom yeah. of the lasagna. I was like, what is it doing? But they, but obviously that's just their interpretation of that dish. Yeah. So, but um, McDonald's. It's amazing. Have, did you, Fantastic. Yeah. They do rice instead of bread. I know. Have you tried? Did you yeah. like that? <laughs> Amazing. I mean, everyone moans about. I mean, so when you come on a ship to Japan, it's very different. Like I've gone out there a couple of times just by myself, not on the ship. And I mean, it's just so much easier to just wander off. But on a ship, it can be like a little bit difficult. Yeah. But I found myself telling this to like someone in a bar once. They were like, "Sir, I still don't understand the point. So you're in Japan, but you were moaning about trying to get off the ship." I was like, "Yeah, it's very. You can't. No. You cannot talk to and." and like, and rightly so. They, yeah, literally. And rightly, you shouldn't be allowed to complain about it. But people on land, <laughs> people land really bring you back to earth. When yeah. you go, when you're all on boat, up on boat deck, and you're complaining that you've got a drill in Barbados, and you're about to go to the boatyard, <laughs> and you're complaining, oh, I've been here for an extra ten minutes, <laughs> and then you try and, exp and then you're on the phone to someone at home. They kept me on board for an extra ten, 10 minutes. minutes. Where are you now, dickhead? Oh, I'm having a pina colada on a beach. You're, yeah. What are you complaining about? I'm under the harbour doing <laughs> my like most loving pose <laughs> oh. between. Oh everyone's got them check out my Insta Ev <laughs> <laughs> everybody <laughs> who has ever been to Barbados is underneath that 
up here. Yeah, I nearly swore there. And then <laughs> that bit, literally that. standing there as, as if they are part of the, the dancers, uh, which is the standard pose, but <laughs> exactly. But yeah, like you talked, I remember I was like talking to my mum, and my mum's like, So, what's the issue? Because yeah. you're in the Caribbean. I was like, You just don't understand. <laughs> it just went on for ages, and you're sat there watching it, you watch. And like, I'd never forget it because there was, I was going with another nurse, uh, Rihanna, and she was like, Come on! I was like, <laughs> I'm not the one keeping us up. <laughs> Come on, let's go and hurry up, like, quickly change and then running off the ship. <laughs> so, um, what is your favourite place to visit just visit. for the day? So, obviously, Tokyo is a great place you yeah. go and live, um, but I mean, if there was a. We're on a ship, we're oh. there for like 24 hours. I mean, it's like less. between two. I mean, it's either, and both in Portugal, ironically enough. Um, I'm going to have to stick with Lisbon. I absolutely love going to Lisbon. And it's one of those ports I feel like people just kind of go, oh, it's Lisbon. Um, but I absolutely, it's absolutely, it's a gorgeous port. Um, he chose Lisbon as well. He said, I think he said Lisbon. I should really remember who said what, but I'm pretty <laughs> it's sure it's just lovely. Lisbon. The mm. food is amazing. I'm not just talking about Bon Jardin's chicken and chips. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just a lovely port. You will get offered so many drugs, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's the same in Barcelona. Exactly. And I would much rather go to Lisbon. Any, I mean, the food, and it's always lovely, and it's just, I feel like it's just a nice port. It was also, like, my first port that I got off in, so I think it's yeah. one of those, like, things, and I just really love it. The people are beautiful. and As, as I mentioned from before, it's the sail away that I love from Lisbon. It's just the sail away. Like it was, especially when we we're on our on the world cruise. This was like this, this was the, the official semi world cruise. Yeah, the semi world cruise. <laughs> um, but after obviously the hell that was trying to cross the Atlantic and finally getting everyone on oh, board, it, it genuinely felt like the cruise started from Lisbon this year. And it was yeah. so like it, it was sunset. It, it was absolutely wonderful. That sail away is gorgeous. Yeah. I'm so glad I missed out on all that fun. <laughs> I mean, my predecessor was on and. Um, I was on another ship, <laughs> covering, and, and I was so glad. But um, yeah, but yeah, excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining me. No, thank you for having me. Not at all. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed coming down. And uh, yeah. as I said, this first time I've been able to do one face to face. So hopefully, um, the sound quality should be a little bit better than it has been. So I'm quite excited <laughs> about that. It's been a very strange. Yeah. A couple of months, I'm now excited by sound quality. It's an awful, awful situation. I mean, we to just be. need to get back sailing. I know, I really do I need to get a job again. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, thank you very much, Daniel. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, and everyone, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, you are enjoying them. If you want to see a few more of these, then come and head over to Spotify. And very recently, and only added yesterday, the podcasts are available also on Apple as well as the other bits and pieces. So head over to my website, mikewebbermedia.com, if you want to find out more. But anyway, from myself, Mike, thank you very much. Take care. And of course, from Daniel, thank you very much. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>